0: Greater Than Yourself Season 3 Do you have an idea for an episode or question for John and Fred? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth
1: All right, welcome back to a podcast greater than yourself. My name is John Barleycorn.
2: And I am Fred.
1: And this week, we're very honored to have our good friend, Astrid, with us discussing the fact that you can recover from alcoholism without ever attending a single AA meeting. So, Astrid,
2: welcome.
0: Thank you. The honor is mine.
1: Yeah. Hi,
2: Astrid. I I want to be clear. It's Astrid H. (laughs)
0: Thank you for that clarification, Fred.
1: Not any other Astrid, right? So, perfect. Thank you.
0: Hi, Astrid H. How's it going? How
1: are you, Astrid H?
0: I'm doing well. How are the two of you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing better now that I'm speaking with the Astrid H. (laughs) (laughs) So, just front load the episode with a dozen of those.
2: (laughs) We're such like AA nerds, like trolling a speaker. It's like, it's pretty it's like, pathetic, old, like there's yeah. there's like thirty percent like no three percent of the listeners get this joke, and the other ninety-seven percent are like, I don't am I supposed to know what this is about?
0: It had to be explained to me, so I'm one of those three yeah. percent. <laughs>
2: Even Astrid H doesn't get the joke.
1: I'm excited for the Astrid H fans who come to this this episode. Oh goodness. <laughs> And our Venn diagram is small. Disappointed. So, um, yeah, I guess just to just to start us off, um, Astrid, since you're the you're the guest of honor, if you want to just start us by reading the part of the big book that talks about uh, how meetings keep you sober.
0: Well, um, I have the fourth edition, and in my book, I don't see it, but perhaps um, another edition says it, but not tomorrow. Well, I do have
2: an advanced knowledge. copy of the fifth edition. If you, oh, want to read Fred, that.
0: if you could read that page, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah.
2: There's a whole chapter, it's called 90 and 90.
0: Oh, mm, got it. Very is, helpful. Is it 90 pages as well? Yeah, it's
2: a um, whole book.
0: Got it.
1: Each got page it. describes a horrible meeting.
2: It's just, it's actually just a schedule of all meetings.
0: (laughs) You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I did 90 and 90 when I first came into recovery, I learned it through just coming to meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have a sponsor at the time. I didn't get serious. Right. I was, I just heard it somewhere in the rooms and I went to 90 and 90 and I either almost got drunk or almost fell out of school at the time I was, um, in, I was, I would say I was in early graduate school. And it was hard to do 90-90. It was really, really hard. So I,
1: you did 90-90.
0: Yeah. But
1: that didn't fix you?
0: No. <laughs> I invariably got drunk. Would you believe it? <laughs> um, it did connect me with a good number of people, right? Of mm-hmm. course, I met a lot of people in, in 90 meetings in 90 days, of course, right? Uh-huh. But it did not keep me sober.
1: Yeah. I mean, you walk up to the 7 90 times. In three months, you're probably going to meet some people. Who knows if they will be helpful?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's
1: right.
2: I've never thought of it that way.
1: That's I, really good. I hadn't either. Um, what instantly comes to mind for me when you're talking is, Have is there anyone <laughs> on this Zoom call who has not done 90-90? I know that I did, yeah. right? Of course I did, yeah. Because it's ubiquitous. You know what's funny?
0: In those 90 meetings that I went to, in those 90 days, I've kept... I, I, People kept telling me to keep coming back. So I did for 90 days. <laughs> no one told me to stay.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: no once like no one sat me down and explained. I mean, I knew what the 12 steps were, right? Because they were pretty much in every single meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Or someone would read them. But no one sat me down and actually had a conversation with me. It wasn't until after those 90 days then is when I discovered, oh, I need a sponsor. Oh, I need someone to help me go through the 12 steps. <laughs> actually right. start. Every and it's, it's unbelievable. I went to ninety meetings. Ninety, it's a lot. It's, it's not a little. Bit it is. It a
1: is lot. a weirdly large amount. It's a, it's yeah. a big number. I can't like. I'd I, like I, to know
0: where it came from. Why ninety? Right? Why not one hundred and eighty? Why ninety?
1: Uh, okay, so hundred percent it's a treatment center thing. Hundred mm-hmm. percent,
2: but
0: I I think so too. But why the number ninety? I don't know,
2: and it's I don't about know if, for it's that. It goes back to that like habit forming thing, right?
1: Mm. I don't know if it has to do with like, you know, the length of certain treatment programs. And then they're like, oh, you know, also now you're outpatient do 90 days of this or I don't know what it is. But I do know that I did it and that I'm one of those lame wads who probably did. One hundred and twenty meetings in ninety days. Like the first time I was. Oh wow! You are absolutely
0: an A, A plus AA over there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gold star. Yes. <laughs> um, certified lame wad. So. And and um, I think I think what's so funny about about that is that like, I, I had the I don't know if I want to call it benefit, but I had. the occasion to um, go to clubhouses in in that first stint of sobriety. And so there were a lot of clubhouses. Right. And like um, I was living in Texas at the time. You go to a different big city and there'd be a big ass clubhouse that has tons of meetings there. And you kind of get the feel of that clubhouse. And, you know, it's just like these are all pretty much the same. It's like. You got dudes playing dominoes and spades and then you got people smoking and then you got, you know, every 90 minutes a meeting starts or whatever. And so you just go and then you sit in a meeting and then they always open the meeting by reading how it works. And there's like this big chunk of that where it says, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery And then they read all the steps that are the program of recovery, and then they never fucking talk about them again.
0: (laughs) You know what? I was just about to cross um, the exact same thing. It says, here are the steps we took. Mm Mm-hmm. That implies action. It does not say, here are the steps we sat around for 90 meetings and 90 days and discussed over and over and over again, right? It, It implies action, right? And I don't know if sitting in 90 meetings or let's say it's 120, 150, doesn't matter what the number is. It doesn't imply you're actually taking the steps. You are sitting there and discussing the steps, sure, yeah, you know, a lot of people are probably commenting on those steps, <laughs> right. But you're not actually taking those steps. And I don't know a way of doing recovery without actually taking the action of taking the steps,
1: yeah. And that actually brings to mind one of my biggest um, issues with solution people who are still very meeting focused and really push meetings and like a certain type of meeting. Uh, on their sponsees, you know, I, I hear these guys they guys or girls, whatever they you know They are really invested in which meetings their sponsees are going to and what type of meetings are you know Like I don't want you going to open discussion meetings. I want you going to literature based meetings I want you going mm. to book studies and this and that and it's like cool so I could sit in hundred and twenty book studies in 90 days and not recover from alcoholism exactly what you just said astrid h i could i could go and i could go to i go to meeting every day for three years and do zero steps not ever crack a book on step one even if it's a big book study even if i'm hearing recovered people talk about it all i'm doing is hearing people talk about it
0: yeah and you know in our literature and again i have the fourth edition i've read this book many times over and over again right and it talks about self-knowledge is not going to produce that spiritual awakening that we mm-hmm. need, right? And discussing the steps is, or rather, sitting in a meeting and discussing them, is is a form of self-knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sitting down with a person who's walked through the twelve steps, has had that spiritual awakening, is living this this life of being happy, joyous, and free. That's what I'm after, mm-hmm. you know, and. And I just want to say, I don't think the three of us are sitting here saying, please don't go to meetings. Right. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. Right. We're saying that, at least from what I can tell, right, is that there's a lot of people who go to a ton of meetings and somehow aren't recovered.
2: That's,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, well, I think. Interesting.
2: The, you know, the actual name of the episode is uh, how, what is it, John? It's like you can't how you can, you can recover without ever going to a meeting. I think it's that,
1: um, you can recover from alcoholism without attending a single meeting.
2: Yeah. And then I wanted to, I want to add like, uh, what is like the sub? (laughs) Yeah. Colon, you might actually be better off if you don't go, you know? Uh, and I was thinking about this, uh, in, you know, in preparation for today, you know, the line in the book where it says we meet frequently so that, Newcomers will. What is it? I don't. I couldn't. What is? How's it go again? It goes. We so meet I frequently, think so the newcomers will. One sixty. What page or? is that? Where's the Where's the part in the book where it says like, where the new? This is where we, we do it, so they have a place to bring their problem.
1: It's uh, problems. It's one sixty 160, one sixty one something like that.
2: But it says here you we go. We I meet. got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. One sixty. Top of one sixty. It says, yeah. uh, aside from fellowship and sociability the prime object was to provide a time and place where new people might bring their problems. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I was thinking about this, because again, like everything has to be read in the context of what was happening when this book was written. Right. It's like we read that today and we Mm -hmm. put it in the context of today. What is? We have a connotation of what a newcomer looks like, right? A newcomer is somebody who's like, Uh, maybe in their first 90 days of sobriety. A lot of times they've not even cracked into the book yet. So if I read that under today's context, I might hear their problems being like, oh, tell me about how your relationship with your wife is falling apart. Tell me about how your kids are being taken away. Tell me about how whatever your sober living environment is all about. Right? That might be the, the thing that I hear. But if I look at it from the connotation of 1938, 1940, whatever, these people were being taken through the steps like that. Yeah. so maybe the problems they were bringing to meetings were hey i can't seem to find anybody to work with i've gone to 17 hospitals and i can't can you guys give me some suggestions or hey i've found a bunch of people to work with and i seem to keep getting i can't seem to get one past this point maybe we should let's talk about that like these people were already unblocked they were already working towards a solution and i think they were Bringing problems of like real world, how do I practically apply the steps in my life every day? As opposed to, I think if I read that today in a meeting, what I hear is, is, uh, bring, oh, bring me your, your, your problems like that you're having in life.
1: Or do you at agree least, with that? at yeah. least, I mean, I think that that's true. And then, but then also, they're at least talking about, hey, I, I can't stop drinking. And like, that's mm-hmm. the problem we're talking about. Instead right? of this, like, everything anonymous that most aa meetings are now where it's like i'm going to talk about my job and i'm going to talk about the babysitter
0: journaling (laughs) right if i hear the topic of journaling again i swear Mm goodness i mean invariably we will go to a women's meeting and (laughs) somehow somehow journaling gets brought up at least once i I tell you
1: those meetings are cursed apparently that's The scariest shit I've ever heard. Journaling as a
2: topic. (laughs) Esther, do you not journal?
0: I mean, I can journal if I want to, but I don't know that's a requirement for me to get sober.
2: Hmm. Because in the fifth edition of the non-binary version of (laughs) Alcoholics Anonymous, the book, there is another there's a chapter directly following the ninety and ninety um, chapter Ooh. which mm-hmm. is all about journal it's called all about Journaling. wow the 90, it's, it's 90 chapter chapter
1: <laughs> does 9090 90, does that replace into action yes okay that, yeah. that is the action <laughs> perfect
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because again it is literally just a list of every meeting in every city oh yeah I forgot in the entire world at all times nice yeah
0: so, so I'll, I'll so tell you guys how, how I came in well how, how I did the this st- or how I got into the Anonymous rather. So, and you might, you may or may not have the same experience. Um, So I got sober in Cleveland, Ohio. Right. And when I first came in, I was told 90 and 90, I did that and invariably didn't say sober, Mm -hmm. but I did come back. Um, I never wished that upon anyone. (laughs) Coming back is not easy. Right. And then I met a group of people who talked to me about the way that they went through the steps um, in the early forties in the Cleveland, Akron area. And what they had is what they called um, beginner's meetings. And it's an hour, an hour and a half long session. There's four sessions. So invariably that's one month's time where you go through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. So it starts with step one is session one. Step two is two through four. Session three is three through nine. Session four is 10 through 12. And in one month's time, you've gone through all 12 steps and you're then supposed, for lack of better words, in the '40s, what they did is newcomers went to these beginners' meetings. They got sober. They had this spiritual awakening, and then they went to meetings of alcoholics anonymous. Right. So it's like they were coming in with knowledge about their tr- about alcoholism mm-hmm. and themselves when they first came into a meeting, when I first came to a meeting, I didn't understand a single thing people were saying, everything was strange. Everything was foreign and they went out and they helped others. Right. So when I go to a meeting today, I go to share the message, right? So if I'm going whether to a treatment center to share that message to, you know, people that, you know, um, or just randomly call me, right? Or to a meeting, I'm, if I'm sharing the message, then I'm doing the work that is outlined in the first 164 pages.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: doesn't matter how, how many meetings you should go to.
1: Yeah. So a, lo- a lot of the stuff, I don't know that it's like a super hard pivot, but a lot of the stuff that we, first off, that's awesome. What you just described. That's, if we, if we can have even one group doing that, in every city, I think recovery rates would be much, much better. Um, a lot more people would be helped by coming to AA. Um, one of the things, or I guess the main thing that we're doing this season with this group of episodes um, is kind of a small pivot. We're kind of leaning into, like I mentioned earlier, the, the stuff that like solution people or big book people say that's also just like not part of AA, you know, the stuff that people push, even though they also do understand the solution. And what you were talking about right there reminds me of just this exactly this example just happened to me last week where, you know, I started, I, I've started a couple treatment center meetings here in the new place where I live and I invited somebody to join me on this one. And they came, and they're clearly a big book person, got their book. It's well-worn. They're talking about, you know, step work with sponsees and blah, blah. But then in the meeting, all of this other stuff comes out, you know, and these, these new people in the treatment center are asking questions. And all the answers that they're giving, it's like fellowship stuff. And it's like meeting stuff. And they were talking at one point to me about, like, you know, I need to basically saying that they they go to a meeting every single day, like every day of their life. They go do a meeting. Most of them are h uh, and or treatment facility things. But that on the days where they're not doing that, then they're going to like a home group or some other associated group. Um, and then kind of t- and like to me, that's just like, OK, well. I haven't personally felt guided to be in an AA meeting every night. I I don't feel like that's where God wants me, you know? I feel like when I do go, I do what you said. I Even when I'm uncomfortable and the whole room is, like, not interested in hearing actual AA, I still talk about the solution. I talk about the program in the book. Um, and I feel slightly uncomfortable. And then I try to approach someone new. And that's what I do when I go to meetings. Now, this person, despite a lot of book knowledge and a lot of, uh, you know, page references and stuff like that, really capped everything off to me by saying um, that they, they really need to start going to meetings and not sharing because they're not getting enough out of the meetings. And to me, that speaks to something that's like, firstly, a part of that is this, like, there's kind of like a false humility that a lot of people with a little time have in AA where it's like, well, I need to go and I need to practice uh, being quiet. And, and, and it's just like, you have something to share. So right. you do not need to be quiet. A absolutely. The other side of it is you're going to an AA meeting to be given something like you're recovered. <laughs> you're supposed to be there to help people, you know? And so, I think, you know, the more that we get into these episodes, recording these for this new season, the more what I'm reminded of is, is just how deeply ingrained all of this stuff that's not AA is, even with solution people.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, On page 88, it's the last paragraph. It says, we alcoholics are undisciplined. So we let like God, not sponsor, not meetings. We right. let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. Mm-hmm. But that is not all. There is action and more action. Faith that works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step twelve. Right? It does. So I, I wonder if ninety and ninety and calling a sponsor daily, which is mind-baffling to me, by the way, <laughs> yeah. um, if that comes from people trying to discipline us.
1: Right. Hundred, hundred percent.
0: The book literally just said that we let God discipline us, right? It's.
1: I mean, have you not? But here, here's what comes to my mind. Have you not read Doctor Bob and the Good Old Timers, the story where they go more into where Bill Wilson first meets Doctor Bob, and Doctor Bob's like, "What do I got to do?" And Bill Wilson's like, "You got to call me every day. You got to mm-hmm. go to ninety meetings in ninety days. You got to."
2: You sit in the front row. Make, raise that. your hand in every meeting. Um, make sure you have three commitments. Get a home group. Say a home third group.
1: step prayer every morning.
2: Now, yeah. thing is, is like, um, I do tell my sponsees to get a home group, and there's a couple of reasons, okay? But it's the uh, I, we've actually talked about this, John, and I've talked about this on the podcast. But you know, the idea behind home groups today is is that I'm going to somehow be held accountable. Oh, you need a home group. People know know you and blah, blah, blah. No, I get a home group. So I commit to being somewhere every single week so that when a new person shows up, I immediately clock it Mm -hmm. because I know every fucking person in that room. I go to the same meetings so that I know who's going to be there. But then I, you know, I sprinkle in some other ones, too. Uh, I love what John was saying. I go to meeting when I'm directed by my director. Mm -hmm. Right. I work for God now. So when God says time to go to a meeting um, and uh, you know, the thing is, is like you can literally pull out almost any action or any direction in the book and make it funny by like, so like on the next page, practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as 90 meetings in 90 days, (laughs) as getting in touch with your uh, inner child, as learning how to love yourself, right. As journaling, right. It's no, it's intensive, work with other alcoholics the people who are talking about this stuff this is going to become a podcast of bashing meetings um (laughs) but the people who are talking about this stuff are the people who have never okay i just met with a sponsee and um this poor guy like he was like we we were talking about stuff and i have to keep i always try to keep in check like i'm not trying to make meetings sound bad i'm just trying to make sure he understands I like to talk about recovery rates. Like yeah, you want to get 5% yeah. chance of recovery, do what everybody in meetings are saying. You want a 75% chance? I suggest do what the book says. And, um, you know, like at one point he was like, uh, Oh yeah, yeah. The fourth step. Uh, no, I, I was, uh, we read that in treatment, at, uh, in the 12 and 12. So I have a pretty good idea of how that's going to go. Ugh. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to derail this for the next 15 minutes and get into a dialogue about why the 12, like that we'll have that conversation. Like I'm not going to go off on that topic. Let's just stay focused on what we're doing, you know, because this poor kid has been indoctrinated Mm -hmm. through his treatment center, through his short stints in Alcoholics Anonymous. We, you show up at a meeting, you raise your hand, We don't vet you. We don't ask you if you're recovered or not. Um, We anybody can say any fucking thing they want, and because they're saying it under the rooftop of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's it's like, oh, well, that's just AA, right? Yeah, you know, it's oh, that must be Alcoholics Anonymous because that guy said, uh, take it easy, do a step a year, Um, easy does it. Like, uh, keep it basic, keep it consistent, keep it simple, whatever crazy shit people are saying You're just
1: directly <laughs> quoting people now
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so so the method that um i got sober with so, so they call that back to basics these days right mm-hmm. um back in the 40s in the cleveland Accord area they had a success rate um between 75 and 93 mm-hmm. percent imagine 93 percent, that's a huge number no. out of 100 people only seven of them didn't recover right that's a crazy. That number is nowhere near that from, I was reading um, a, an article yesterday where I was traveling back um, to where I live and they were saying that the recovery rates in Alcoholics Anonymous today are between two and 20%, <sighs> 2% to 20. That is so low. Yeah. So why would we continually do what has gotten us two to 20% success rates? Right. And that, um, I mean, that, I mean, like and not to diminish, you know, two to 20% is a still a good number. It's better than zero, right? but it's nowhere near the 75 to 93%. I want to be in that category. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be there. I, I want to be happy in my life.
1: Something that Fred said, it reminded me of when I work with new people, one of the things that I really make sure to explain is that there's not there's not two Alcoholics Anonymous. Like, it's, well, there's one thing, right? Now, all the people who are, like, fellowship people, meeting-based sobriety, this is it, it, it's not us against them. These are not our enemies, right? Because what's going to happen is you're going to recover, and then you're going to go to those places, and you're going to talk about actual recovery. And hopefully, you can pull some people out of that sinking ship, And they can go be strong members of AA in that group again, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not about, you know, like, fuck that shit or, you know, shitting on them or whatever. It's about these are sick people, you know? I have total faith that the real alcoholics within those groups can find the power of God through the steps. I I don't know if they'll hear it from me or someone I sponsor or whatever, or anybody ever, I don't know. It's not for me to know, but I do know that, uh, per step 12, I'm supposed to just continue to carry the information with me wherever I go. Yeah. And so that's what I do. And so I always impress that upon new people where it's like, you know, I'm going to be explaining some things to you. Some of that's going to be, well, the 12 and 12 is not a book. Titled Alcoholics Anonymous, that the first one hundred agreed upon. It's some. If you ask me, the twelve and twelve is some random book. That's that's about as relevant as it is to the twelve steps. There's no directions for the twelve steps in it. Right. It's just like the Bible. I think it's just catcher as relevant rye. as the as the Bible. I always say catcher in the rye, but yeah, um, it's just as relevant, you know. Um, and I and I fell victim to the mentality that AA is whatever you say it is. When I was this like, okay, I'll do 90 meetings in 90 days kind of person. And so what's, what's at the base of that? Like where do the seeds of that come from? And when I look at like the etymology of it, or like, okay, where does the, the genesis of, of that experience becoming my viewpoint of AA for me, what it was, was the muddled confusion of, meetings and it was Showing up and people saying you got to get a sponsor And not explaining what a sponsor is Mm -hmm. um, Or how to get one or you know who's qualified to be one and then you know I always joke about it when I tell my story, but literally my the way I got my first sponsor was I was like in the back of this room and There was a guy smoking by a lamp and I was like hey, smoking guy like do you want to be my spot like it was just like i don't i don't i don't know you know and his name was john and he wrote his number down and said yeah call me and i think i bummed a benson and hedges 100 off of him and (laughs) bye john you know it was like i uh and i think i called him one night and he seemed like really annoyed that i was calling him and didn't really you know as a as a new person, I still have a pretty good memory of it as at 19 years old, someone who had already gone to treatment, who had, like, burned whatever little life I had to the ground, who had just squandered all these awesome opportunities I had, um, and who was in a position where I went to a meeting, I, I did what I thought was starting AA, And then I drank again and I genuinely had not wanted to drink. And I was in that place and I was like, okay, what, what, what do I do? I'll do anything. And still at that place of desperation and willingness, what I was presented with was not AA. What I was presented with was go to a bunch of meetings, Mm -hmm. only hang out with sober people, get rid of all your friends and family who, who drink. And, you know, like, you know, everyone who drinks is bad. Um, you know, all Stay away
2: from stuff. a relationship. Exactly, like oh, can't
0: date. That's for sure.
1: No dating. Exactly. Um, all kinds of weird stuff that, like, ultimately for me, a real alcoholic was poison. It was not right, helpful at all. It was, com- and and the reason I say poison instead of just not helpful is because it led me to believe that my problem was some external thing that mm-hmm. I could fix, yeah. and mm-hmm. and that is the opposite of what the actual program is that will enable right. me to recover, right?
0: Yeah. You know, when I think about, um, so, so John, when you first brought up the topic of doing this podcast and this specific topic, I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> because um, do you remember when you were brand new, brand new? I mean, everything was just so confusing. Everything. hmm And you come into the rooms and everyone is telling you all these different ways of getting sober, (laughs) all these different paths to get sober. Right. And then you (laughs) you read the book and it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Mm -hmm. Path Mm -hmm. is singular. It is not paths. It is singular It's one path. And the authors are referencing the path that they took, Mm Not the current one that people are doing in the rooms. They're referencing how they went through the steps quickly. And, you know, in the doctor's opinion, Silkworth starts off. I mean, this book starts off very quickly talking about um, giving this away. Yeah. Bill gave this away really, you know, he got sober and he passed it on. Yep. That's the whole point of this program. It's <laughs> yeah. to get through these steps fast, have this spiritual experience and pass it on. It is not to be sitting in church basements. Right. Nowhere does it say that. It just doesn't. It's mind baffling to me when I hear sponsees say things like, and you know, you know I, I do think that it is important to go to meetings to, you know, yeah. to share the message, but not necessarily for me to always receive, right? But I hear sponsees all the time saying, well, you know, I don't think I'm doing so well. I've, I've only went to one meeting this week. Mm. Right. <laughs> That's what we're judging. You know, what's good and what's bad is how, right. how many meetings you go to this week. Jeez. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah, know. Cause
1: like I, uh, you know, I just actually thought about this earlier before this call, I went to one meeting this week. The one meeting that yeah. I went to was a brand new treatment center meeting that I started that I chaired. And I got to speak to all these brand new people who were totally confused that I live sober comfortably and I don't have panic attacks and I like you know like I'm like thriving in the apocalypse is the term I like to use for 2020 you know it's like right I had this amazing 2020 and like these people are hooked and they're just like tell me more you know (laughs) and then I had a family emergency Tuesday night so I, I missed my Wednesday meeting that I usually do which is a book study and like I don't I don't feel off the beam or or you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not on shaky ground. And like right. the reason is because there aren't paths, right? Like yeah. it my path is not muddled. I understand what I'm supposed to be doing. When you read page right. 88, the reason I love page 88 is because it says that, that there's a, an exact way that we let God discipline us and that they just outlined it. And what they've just yep. outlined is, is the daily Actions of steps 10 and 11. Right. Right. So this is how God's going to discipline me. Right. Yeah. So I can go out and be more helpful to other people. And so I'm not going to be disciplined uh, in a muddy, murky, you know, muddled up, confusing way because there aren't paths. There's this one path. It's called AA. And like, if you do other stuff in addition to that, that's great. But please stop talking about it in my meetings because you're confusing right. the shit out of people.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm with it there, John.
2: Yeah, 100%. Circular Changes Rehabilitation Center. Alumni Testimonials.
0: My roommate never stopped crying. And so that made me cry too. And then neither of us stopped crying for, like, maybe a week.
1: Circular changes, where you'll have to learn to hang on one day at a time, over and over and
2: you just made me think of is like, I know you pretty well. So I was like, yeah, you were in a meeting for an hour talking to new people and that's great. But like, I'm also positive that there was much time spent, uh, connecting with the power that actually is providing you the ability to not drink, um, and also giving you, um, direction in your life. So I like, and I'm sure that that direction was led to helping many other people outside of just alcoholics, but I'm sure there were alcoholics in there too. Um, you know, so again, the, the, the topic that we're talking about, right? Is like, can I recover? Can you recover from alcoholism without ever going to a meeting? Uh, Read the first 164 pages and you just tell me where it's set, where the direction is at what step does it say? And now go to a meeting. It's not in there. So the answer is simple. The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I want to take it a step further and be like, I think you're fucking better off not ever attending a meeting during the process of working the steps. And here's why. And I'll give you like a real time example. And I want to trace this all the way back. This is my, this is my opinion. This is not, this is hundred percent. I mean, it's my podcast, so I get to say whatever the fuck I want, but like, this is my opinion <laughs> the, all of these problems that we are talking about can be traced back to one fundamental idea. And that is that in Alcoholics Anonymous above everything else, um, first above everything else, we're supposed to be rid of selfishness, but above everything else, what we honor and what we thrive on more than anything is time. We value time over everything else. And that is why we are in the position we're in because it is not important what step you are on. It is important that you have 90 days that you have six months. Oh, you have, oh my God, you have 34 years. You must be a fucking God. Right. You know, so we value time. And so that is how you can end up in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, a meeting I actually happen to love, uh, where a person who, who starts their talk, like all these other people who check the fucking AA resume boxes. I my sober date is blah, blah, blah of 2015. And I've got a sponsor and blah, blah, blah. And then now we got at the beginning of the meeting, we found out there was 10 people in there with less than 90 days. And yet we're going to spend our time talking about step six and seven. Well, what the fuck does that have? That's no benefit to these people. First of all, what any meeting is doing, talking about six and seven, <laughs> I have no idea, okay? but And second of all, how is that beneficial to the new person? That hour would be much better spent if they're out working on their fourth step or doing a fifth step, or if they're online making an that would be a much better hour spent. Right. But because we value time, right, we're going to sit and listen to this guy with six years pontificate, not even very well, about six and seven, uh, and then... We're going to let this person, because again, we're not going to vet them. Oh, you have six years. You must be great. So we're just going to let, oh, you've somehow managed sobriety for six years. Mm -hmm. We're going to let these people take questions from new people and ask a question like, well, have you, when you started sponsoring people, did you feel like you weren't doing a good job? Very valid. That's a great question for somebody new who's going to venture out into Early sponsorship, man! What an incredible opportunity to present them with some some hope, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and no, what what we heard was um, what we heard was, well, I don't know because I don't sponsor people. Jeez, mm. I'm sorry. What? wow What a painful what place hell? to be. Um, you know, when's the last time I went to a meeting? This answer is never. I'll spoiler alert: never. <laughs> it's the answer to this question I'm about to ask. When is the last time I went to a meeting? In the third step, it tells us the position we're supposed to take towards God. Mm -hmm. And if you look at each position, the only way that you could start the relationship is to listen, right? If I'm the agent, I should be listening to the principal to get my marching orders. Mm -hmm. If I'm the actor, I should be listening to the director. The child listens to the father. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go to Alcoholics Anonymous, and all I hear is people telling new people to go pray. Mm -hmm. Oh, go tell God what you need. Right. Mm. I've yet to hear a single person in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting tell a new person, "Yeah, maybe you want to like listen to what God has to say to you." Yeah. You know, maybe that's the answer to the problem you have. Like maybe you need to stop telling him what you need and maybe you need to start <laughs> listening to the direction you need you need to be looking for, mm-hmm. you know? But again, we value time, so the Everything that uh, Astra just went through, like all these little things that, um, that we're t- told to do, all the things that John talked about, like, um, you know, don't date, do this, do this. They're all in the effort of one thing, and that is to get to tomorrow. Right. Exactly. It, is, it has nothing to do with building a relationship with God.
0: Fred, i, I want to add something to, to what you just said so when i first left cleveland and i moved to the town I live in now and i won't say where that is because I, I don't need people coming for me
1: it's huntington <laughs> beach california right
0: gotcha okay yes <laughs> sure <laughs> um when i moved here um i went to meetings and i'm not one of the those people who um i'm not for women's meetings i'm not for mixed meetings i just go to any meeting you mm-hmm. know if, if I have the time, I'll just go to a meeting, right? So when I moved here, I went to um, a few meetings and I remember one in particular. Um, <laughs> it was a women's meeting of, of about 50 to 60 women. And would you believe this? Not a single soul said hello to me. Hmm. Now I came in with seven years, right? With knowledge of this book But I could have easily been on the verge of suicide. Right. And this was my last attempt to stay alive. This was it. And not a single soul said hello to me. What they did do is they congregated in these little groups and they chatted amongst each other and they they seemed all to be friends. Right. And how many times have the three of us or anyone listening? Right. Gone to a meeting and rushed over to their friends, said hello and chatted about whatever. Right. And here comes a newcomer walking in. <laughs> we have no idea what their state of mind is at all, right? Mm-hmm. And no one says hello to them. That's that's insane to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, is, that is everything this book is telling us not to do. There's a whole chapter dedicated to, to working with others. Not seeing them walk in and not saying hi. <laughs> and yeah. asking them how they're doing, right? It's, it's completely against the whole program and it it's unbelievable to me, you know? Um, I don't know. It, I, I just don't know what else to say. It's crazy. Totally crazy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's, uh, I think honestly that goes back to what Fred is talking about. The point being that like, whatever we can do to just muddle through today, just hang on. If you didn't drink today, you're a winner. It's like, who cares that some new suicidal person showed up and you fucking ignored them? You're a right. winner.
2: <laughs> you, know? you didn't it's, drink.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's, it's, so, it's so sad. And, and, and the I say it over and over again on this podcast. There's a huge contingency in AA that is about abstinence from alcohol when mm-hmm. AA is about recovery from alcoholism. That's what it's about. And they're two different things. And even just saying that confuses the shit out of most people in AA. Because they don't understand that there's a difference. Or that, some of them, that that it's even a thing that you can recover from alcoholism. Because... Oh,
2: sorry, John. Go ahead. Finish.
1: Well, just because, again, with the muddling up of stuff, the message at a lot of AA meetings on what alcoholism is... Is very right. unclear. Alcoholism yes. is. I opened a bag of chips and I ate all the chips. <laughs> you know i I don't know how to work only eight hours. I work fifteen hours a day. You know it, it's just I, I i went to the Salvation Army and I didn't I didn't I didn't pay for half my items. I put them in my purse. Or you know, it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Not only mm-hmm. am I not hearing the solution, I'm not even hearing a clear presentation of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know i. I I don't discourage new people to go to meetings. What I say is, if you feel like you're getting something out of the meeting right now, go ahead and do that. Step work comes first, 100%. You are not going to recover sitting in a meeting. If you're doing step work, do step work. If a meeting is going to happen, instead of you going home and spending an hour writing your four step... I think it's pretty clear that you should probably write the four step, you know, but if you feel helped right now before you're recovered by going to meetings, go to meetings. But my issue is in the back of my mind at all times, what are you going to hear at that meeting? Even if it is a big book study, what are you going to hear? Are you going to hear people? They read a paragraph out of the book and then they go. Oh, yeah, I like this part in Bill's story when they talk about bathtub gin. My, (laughs) My grandpa used to talk about bathtub gin. It's just like, great. Great. You, you didn't work on your forceps, so you could hear Earl J talk about his fucking grandpa's bathtub, gin.
2: <laughs> what, hey, guys, first... let's talk about his whiskey dick.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, uh, there was no real this on a Saturday was no real morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: so Astrid, My first go ahead. meeting that, that I came in um, was a, a woman speaking. She went up there in lead and led and. I don't know. I was 21 years old. The only thing I heard about is her talking about having a baby to should, should a baby girl. I think mm-hmm. as a 21 year old, I'll tell you the only thing that yes. I was focused on is not having a baby. <laughs> yeah. and, and I sat there like, what is this mommy's club? Like, right. What is this? meeting that I just went to, I didn't hear the problem. I didn't hear a solution. I heard about pregnancy. I heard about the joy of motherhood apparently. And I'll tell you the first thing I did when I left that meeting, which was in the evening, I went to a bar.
1: Right, mm, right.
0: I got nothing out of it. I shook a lot of people's hands. A lot of people hugged me. They told me to come back. I don't know what. Why would I come back? <laughs> For right. what reason? Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing here. Come back to what? You ha- to hear about parenting tips.
1: You have not hooked me. I, I am not hooked <laughs> because because some people may come to that meeting and be deeply, deeply affected by some lady talking about her kid and having this great joy in her life that she can't imagine having had as a drunk person. Maybe somebody right. will come and, and, and have that experience and maybe 99 other people will come and not have that experience. But, right. but if we do what the book talks about doing where we describe the hopeless feature of the malady and that's what we talk about, In a first step meeting, we talk about the actual symptoms of alcoholism in this book. Anyone who suffers from those is going to relate with them. And they may be scared away by that. They may not, you know, be welcomed into the fellowship because they're like, oh, finally, people who understand me. But the book also talks about that. Perhaps we disturbed them. Maybe that's yeah. a seed that's planted for later. But right. our job is not to meet them where they're at in terms of their, like, random life interests and hobbies. Our job is to meet them where they're at by saying, hey, are you this person that we're describing, this person that we, that we looked like when we came in, you know? Do you have these specific symptoms? Because that's the problem we're here to talk about, not this
2: other stuff. Right. And then, uh, you know, we don't have an agreement on the problem. Uh, we certainly do not have an agreement. We, we know that, right? We don't have an agreement on the solution. Right. That's right. <laughs> you go to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting anywhere today with more than 25 people in it, and you give each person a piece of paper, and you say, hey, write down the result of the steps. <laughs> Just write down what the, what's the result of the 12 steps. And I guarantee you, you are going to get several different answers. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a basic confusion that the result of the steps is not drinking. Right. No, that is a promise of the 10th step. Correct. The result of the steps is a relationship with something greater than yourself, mm-hmm. which through that relationship, it says we'll solve all my problems. Yep. You know, the list of side effects is great and long and we read about many of them in many different steps in the you know what we've come to know as the promises of each step Mm -hmm. you know but i guarantee you more than half the room is going to write down oh it's i don't drink anymore yeah i
0: have a good job or you know right (laughs)
2: right right, you know and so it's like of course and this again goes back to the topic of our conversation which is why it's probably better for people to not be going to meetings while they're getting connected to this power because it is going to be confusing mm-hmm. to sit in these rooms and hear... Because this was my experience. You know, Astrid talked about her early days. My early days were... Uh...
1: <laughs> it's still cracking me up.
2: I know, it's just great. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh my God. Um. So Anyway, you're you were
1: know, saying Astrid was, was talking about... Astrid talked about
0: her early experience. (laughs) I'm never going to forgive you guys for this. (laughs) Um,
2: I was, it was like this whole, like, not only was I confused, but now I'm comparing, well, that guy's sponsor has him Mm -hmm. writing his, it, pow, higher power am i supposed to be doing that right. and then i get into that thing where it's like every meeting i hear one guy say an incredible thing and i immediately think i should probably have him sponsor me right mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah you know and i get into that game of like the goal of of going to the meeting isn't to find god or to find people who are connected to god it's just to find the coolest guy in the room and somehow leech off of him right you yeah. know um and that's what I did for a long time. You know, I was fellowship guy, milkshakes after the Friday night meeting, and you know, doing the young people thing, and going to the cool meeting on Saturday night, bringing the toothbrush, hoping some, you know, <laughs> some doe-eyed <laughs> girl would take pity on me. You know.
1: So where and, does uh, the where does the real problem come in here? So, in my thinking, the real problem comes in when people who have cobbled together an idea. Of what AA is from meetings, sponsor people, and yes. when when they try to take on the role of helping someone new, what they end up doing is well, you know, I heard I heard the stuff that uh, Big Book Jake said in a meeting the other night, and that sounded really cool, and uh, that really that uh, really felt you know resonant with me, and now I'm going to tell this brand new dude stinking of the crack pipe that he just needs to say the third step prayer every morning and write an essay about what he thinks God is. And yes. that's cool. Cause he can, he can probably stay off the pipe for about 17 hours. So yeah, you really helped him a lot with whatever big book <laughs> Jake said, you know? Um, well,
0: those people are sponsoring based off of self knowledge yeah. and opinions and not off of experience. Right. If, if I don't ha- if I don't do the 11th step I have no experience with it right. I can't talk to you about it I have no experience with it mm-hmm. but maybe I know someone who does <laughs> right. I can refer to that person but I can't talk about the 11th step if I haven't done it Hell yeah. but people do it all the time I see people talk about yeah. the ninth step and I'm sitting there going you have never done an amends
2: <laughs> right I I was say, gonna... you,
0: you've said that to me before <laughs> you <laughs> said what?
2: you said oh you can't talk about the 11th step and uh uh, unless you've done it, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to disagree with you there," because <laughs> I was in a meeting the other day when somebody said, uh, in in an effort to describe the tenth step, talked about his nightly review.
0: Right. Yeah. Got it. That, I, <laughs> I, I find like, that very common. Very common.
1: It's so weird, and that's 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 just that to me is such a little thing. Even though I'm like such a step eleven person, and I'm like, I'm so vehemently like, dude just read 84 through 88 and you will <laughs> so, it will be super clear which one is which um it's still it's still a little thing because it's like if you're right. actually doing it okay now i don't know that i've ever heard someone who thinks the nightly review is step 10 also make it clear that they actually do it
2: i mean that's it it's that's, usually like you John know I- when i do this i find it really
1: helpful You
2: know, it's that kind of thing. We've talked about this. Like, you want to watch a room of AAs glaze over, just start talking about Step 11. Yeah. Because, you know, I say... Without doing the the... whole... This
1: guy I met named Gene in Taos, New Mexico. (laughs) You know, without doing that.
2: No, no, I mean, like, the The actual actual Step 11. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, because, like, 60% of the people in the room um, have never cracked the book open. That's my opinion. Yes. But I would say... And, and I say this with love, like n- most people, even a lot of people who I love dearly in the program mm-hmm. do not practice step 11. Yep. Like yeah. they just, I know they don't. Yeah. And, um, and yet they will go to a step 11 meeting and That's they right. talk about step <laughs> That's 11. That's right. But that right
0: know <laughs> so what the best, um, topic, if you're ever in a discussion meeting and they ask, Hey, any topics? The first thing I do is I raise my hand up real high. I'm like bouncing out of my seat. I am so excited. I say, "Could you please talk about the sixth sense." People yeah. look over me like what? <laughs> the world, is. you of don't the know spirit. what I'm talking about, yeah, talk. Look at page eighty-five. It's there, right? Am
2: I Shyamalan? Yeah, like, look, that's, it, yeah <laughs> that's
0: it. That's it. <laughs> but but it tells me something, right? Not only are yeah, you not reading this book, you're most likely not doing step ten <laughs> the right. way it's intended, right? People confuse ten and eleven all the time. It's 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 shocking to me. Yeah. Um, there's clear directions. And the funny thing is there's not that many. I yeah. mean, it's what mm. step 10 is two pages. Step 11 is just, just a few, like, one, two, three, four pages. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fairly simple. It's, 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 it's laid out there, but you talk about the sixth sense and no one gets it. Yeah. That's, that's scary to me. <laughs> I'm in a meeting in 30 some people, 40 some people, and no one knows what the sixth sense is. Right. Oh my gosh. It's well, a, it's a good place for me to share in the fairness, message. In, in fairness all those
1: people have probably been told that they they can't trust their thinking and mm.
0: That's right.
1: basically that they're mentally defective.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that just goes back to don't let anybody read your big book for you, right? You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cuz I so know so much for the promise of
1: right, trusting your thinking. Um, like we react sanely and normally. Exactly.
2: So much for that. (laughs) I'll always be an alcoholic. I've. That's right.
1: I've seen people I sponsor, people Fred sponsors, maybe people you sponsor say shit in meetings where I'm like, "Huh? I know. (laughs) I know your sponsor never said that. (laughs) Um, I've got." somebody I sponsor who will tell a room full of people <laughs> that that I showed him something in the twelve and twelve that really, really helped him and I explained it very well and all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm just like, I didn't do that. I, I I don't do that. I don't I showed you the steps <laughs> in the big book, you know, yeah. where the directions for the steps are. Um so I, I think I think even when you're doing the step work with a recovered person out of the book there's still if you're doing a lot of meetings like and Fred's gone back to this a few times there's still so much competing information coming into your head that it's like
0: so overwhelming it's going to be in there
1: you're going to you're mm-hmm. going to absorb right. some of that whether you're recovering or or just sitting on your hands you know
0: yeah, but and, that's why I think it's so important for us. Like, that's why I appreciate my friendship with the both of you, right? So mm-hmm. when I go to a meeting or I hear someone say something, I think, huh, you know, w- what is that? <laughs> What's right. happening, right? Mm-hmm. I have to pick up, pick up the phone or, or meet you guys for coffee or whatnot, right? If we're in the same town and talk about it, yep. right? I mean, there's no use for me to sit down with those people who are confusing me. And spend more time with them, or go kayaking with them. The past few months, my sponsees are all about kayaking. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, it's like they all got together and discussed kayaking. Like, that's the way it get sober: just get a kayak.
2: We're <laughs> clearly, they missed away it. And- from
0: alcohol, just paddle away well, from it.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the sixth step, and it's not talking about kayaking at all. It's talking about paddleboarding.
0: Oh, I see. I see. So- well, it's close. They're on water. <laughs> Alright. What kinds of questions are these? Oh, you'll see. Don't worry about
2: change? it. Don't worry okay. about it.
0: Okay.
1: They're mostly incredibly vulgar, deeply personal mm-hmm. questions.
0: Okay. All right. That's fine.
1: So t- <laughs> twelve questions with our esteemed guest, Astrid H. Okay. Uh me or you? You go ahead. Okay. Question one. How many people have you sponsored?
0: I don't count them. Why would I count? I'm not saying you would. I'll never understand people that say, you know, I have two and it's enough. <laughs> okay. Good for you. I don't know. Good for you, I guess. I don't know.
1: Are you, are you implying that you don't decide when it's enough?
0: That's correct. <laughs> exactly what I do. <laughs> hey, if someone asks and you know, if, yeah, I usually say yes. Or if I have a sponsor or a woman I'm working with who, who may or may not call me her sponsor, who needs sponsees I'll you know tell that individual to go to them. You know, it can't just be me sponsoring all the women in the world, right? There's other people too. So, but don't count.
1: So when you're journaling, you don't do a nightly tally of how many people mm. you sponsored.
0: No, mm, no, okay. <laughs> I do not. Okay, all right, weird. But okay. <laughs> Weird. <No. laughs> okay. I've never kept count honestly like people ask me all the time how many people do you sponsor I don't know I don't know who calls me their sponsor I'm sure there's people who have asked me have asked me to be their sponsor and I've said yes who have never called me again and they can and they think I'm, I'm their sponsor
1: I guarantee you there's a minimum of 30 people between the three of us who right now would say that we are sponsoring them who we don't Without
0: a doubt. <laughs> um, yeah
2: I showed up at a meeting to speak not too long ago and a guy got up before me because it was like multiple speakers and he's like, yeah, my sponsor is going to speak next. And I was like, I thought I was speaking next. (laughs) Like,
1: Did I tell you about that when, when Clarence went to some random meeting and he saw this dude who I used to sponsor like years ago, he saw this guy and, and he, and he called me out by name in his talk as like a guy, his sponsor who has really helped him. And I was like, and he texted me afterwards. I was like, I haven't ta- I haven't talked to that guy in two, two years, dude. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, dude.
2: So <laughs> look at how powerful you are. Mm. Ooh. Uh, okay. First question: How long did it take you to do the steps?
0: A few months. I don't remember the exact. Um, Month count, but a few months.
2: Cool, cool.
0: <clears throat> so this and hang a... on, I want to clarify one more thing. The only reason why it took me a few months was because the fourth took me longer because I was in graduate school and I was working long hours. But had I sped that up,
2: Astrid, I... we we aren't going to let caveats. So we are go ahead cut that. Go <laughs> <laughs> ahead cut that from the episode.
0: Go ahead. Go you, ahead. you don't get a to few qualify your answer. A few months was the answer. Yes, a. that's fine.
1: Actually, I'm just gonna dub in. I'm gonna do a deep fake of you saying that you took longer because you're special.
0: Okay. <laughs> go ahead. It's fine. Um, Did I really say that on record? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he's got enough. He can cut it together from yeah, that I it, got
0: it. got mm-hmm.
2: it. Okay.
1: Um, so this one, I've asked people from all over, all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. But I know specifically in your area that this is a thing.
0: Oh no. So. <laughs> So, what is it?
1: What's the most important word in step one?
0: And it's our area, or what's it to me?
1: It's not a trick question. Yeah. It's just there because there's a thing people say there that baffles me. And so,
0: okay. So, to me, it's powerless. That seems to right. Me, it means I well, have no power. I have no power in, in everything I do. I have, I have no power. God has the power. Right. Right. I don't know what people in my area say. I guess I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's in one ear, out the other, I guess. What there's do they a, say? There's See? a thing
1: there where they say the most important word in step one is we.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because we can't do it alone. <laughs> Whenever he
1: says the follow up, it cracks me up. Like I, I could hear it a hundred times. I still laugh.
0: <laughs> I don't. I, I've never understood that. Right, but how did you know? How did AA grow? <laughs>
2: mm, interesting. Also, right. it might be and interesting I, for them. I thought to they under- sent
0: the big book, or you know, um, I thought they sailed. You know, wrote letters and sent them to people who were said that, that they are struggling with alcoholism, and they lived in foreign cities besides um, Akron and New York. Right. And people would write to them. That they have any meetings, I don't even know if they had the book at the time. Right. Those people recovered. They grew.
2: Yep. I don't know. It'd also be saying. interesting to recognize that the "we" that they're talking about is not us, <laughs> but rather the first 100 men and women who yeah. recovered from seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So you know, like, it might
1: be important that that comes immediately after they said, "Here's what we did," <laughs> right? Which we're suggesting as your program of recovery. <laughs>
2: Right. We did this. <laughs> Astrid H.
0: <laughs> Fred. And why don't you have a last name, Fred? He's
2: Fred. Because they don't ever... It's Fred. Fred, you know, I about crossed someone? into He's the... Sponsor? It was a,
0: it was a great day. Not a cloud
2: on the horizon. Gotcha. You know? Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. How did your sponsor approach you?
0: To be her sponsor? Or sponsee? Yeah. Um, quite honestly, um, we weren't, uh, got her phone number or she t- actually, you know what? No, she took my phone number at a meeting and she called me and nice. she said she was my sponsor.
2: <laughs> Good. I like it.
0: She took the lead as suggested in the first page of working with others.
2: Cool. Um,
1: so like an either or thing, mm-hmm. even though I know, Within you exist multitudes. Just trying to figure out which one here, right? Would you say you've lost more sponsees at steps four and five or at steps eight and nine?
0: I lost them all at one. (laughs) Okay. If I'm losing them at four and five and eight and nine. This is the great
2: thing about Astrid is that she's not going to bullshit. Like (laughs) not going to pontificate. Boom. (laughs)
0: You have see it, i agree
1: with you <laughs> and yet i'm also wondering do they crap out at four or do they crap out at eight
0: at one <laughs> you're yourself. not gonna crack it
2: dude it's that scientific
0: <laughs> see, mind. i love asking right. this
1: question because people refuse to give a straight fucking answer to this question it's just mm. it's just a basic question do you lose them at 8 and 9 or do you lose them at 4 and 5?
0: So, I don't understand how you lose someone at 8 and 9, right? Because they stop nine, talking to you and don't do anything. Well, at 9, <laughs> right? It's In this book, if you've gone through this book, it keeps referencing <laughs> making amends. It's referencing 9. So, you, I didn't lose you at 9. I lost you way before that. <laughs> mm. And then 4 and 5, again, it's referenced cleaning up our side, of the, it's, it's referencing, doing mm-hmm. this moral inventory, it's mm-hmm. referencing cleaning up our side of the street over and over again. Our, our authors aren't shy about referencing what's about to happen, right? So if if I've lost you at 8, 9, or whatever steps you want to claim I lost you at, I've lost you way before that. I lost you at 1. Awesome.
1: So 4 and 5 is what you're saying.
2: I, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, I think so.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking 4.5. 4. <laughs> <laughs> that's step
2: um, all right. Well, now that you're all fired up, I'll give you a softball. <laughs> Is AA completely fucked?
0: It depends who you ask. Um, I like to say no, but some days I do feel like it. Yeah. It depends what meetings I go to, to be honest. Hmm. when I'm the only one in a room of 40 people who's sharing the message. I get pretty discouraged. Right. And then I go to another meeting where there's a lot of people sharing the message, and I get fired up, man. Like you can't, like I I can't sleep that that night. I'm so fired up, right? You know. So sometimes I do feel like it, right? But, um, but no, I don't think it is. Do you guys feel it is?
1: Hey, we're not the one answering questions here.
0: That's true.
2: <laughs> we, you, we, you can hear our answers to these questions if you listen on to our another podcast. episode.
0: Which, which which number
2: I don't know it's probably titled 12 questions with John and Fred
1: no it's okay. uh he actually asked that one on synergistic hashtag thought farming <laughs> yes it's a bonus oh. episode with a with a very forward thinking title
0: mm, okay so
1: since you've already admitted you lose all your sponsors except four and five.
0: 4.5, 4.5. <laughs> on the record, I want to say 4.5.
1: Okay. <laughs> Just playing. So, when was the last time you heard someone's fifth step? Uh, this week. Dope.
0: Actually, today is, what, Saturday, right? So, uh, Thursday morning.
1: So, earlier, <clears throat> this is, I'm going to piggyback on my own question here, Fred, sorry. Go ahead. Earlier, you said you hadn't been to a meeting this week, right? right correct but you have heard a fifth step
0: how's that work i th- <laughs> i don't know i'm not doing AA right obviously <laughs> I'm, I'm also um about to drink so there you go <laughs> you know what's crazy is that this whole week right I, I traveled i was busy with work and i honestly feel more energized but the things I've done the program that I do most weeks when I'm at home
1: nice. where
0: I am going to X amount of meetings. Right. I mean, I, obviously I did 10 and 11 morning, day and night. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think people forget there's three components there. Um, <laughs> but you know, I was texting sponsees, voice messaging them on the phone with them, doing a fifth with them, you know, and I feel more energized doing that than anything else.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as if that's the actual program.
0: Almost, almost, <laughs> almost. I think I think you're missing the 1990, 90, but you're almost there. Mm-hmm. Close. Well, you already <laughs> did the
1: 1990, right?
0: I-, I might have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> might be 90 years and I do or 90 meetings for 90 years. Who knows?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. What's a non-AA book that you've read that's enhanced your spiritual experience?
0: A non-AA book.
2: Mm-hmm. So other um, than the big book, have you read a book that's that's impacted you spiritually?
0: I like Sermon on the Mount. I know some people don't, and that, that's fine too.
2: Who the fuck doesn't like Sermon on the Mount? Get at me on Instagram, because I want to <laughs> have that talk.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it could be the language I think that's probably used. Yeah, I get it. Um, So that's okay, you know. But I, I do... I get, I think the most out of the big book.
2: Sure. Yeah of, yeah, of course. But we have a lot of people listening who are still early days and are all, often alone in a mm. vast sea of unrecovery. And I think they listen to people like you and people like John and they hear things and they're like, I, I they want to experience things outside of just the book. Like they want to find a deeper spiritual connection and mm, sure. I think why not go after the people who were directly impacting the right. people who wrote the book. Right.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Are you familiar with fuck Mary Kill?
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Are you
1: comfortable answering a question like that?
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Okay. I don't wanna ask you a question you're not comfortable answering. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> fuck Mary Kill. Mm-hmm. Bill Wilson Doctor oh Bob, Doctor <laughs> Silkworth.
0: Who would I kill off?
1: <laughs> I think I think I know who I'd kill. Who? I don't, don't want to impact your 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 answer. Yeah, you here. can't. The nah, people want to know who answer. you would kill.
2: Astrid.
0: So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a hard question. So I feel like Silkworth is so much for the Hawk Synonymous. Anonymous. I don't mm. know that. I, I just don't know that I could do that. Just <laughs> Silkworth. <laughs> um, maybe Bill Wilson.
1: Bill Wilson's the kill?
0: Oh, yeah. Good Good God. I'm kind of um,
2: to another question we might hear later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a specific reason. I won't say it on here. I don't want people to think, to bad of him, right? He did a lot of good. Yeah. Of course. You know, I don't I want it. that to, to taint them, right? We're all human, right? Um that's the that's the reason. Um Mary probably Silkworth. Mm. And I would not want to sleep with Bob, but I guess that's my only choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think and that's the exactly the
2: way I would go with that question.
0: Mm, interesting.
2: Yeah. The same reason, though, that I'm guessing that you are choosing to kill off Bill could be the same reason you might actually put him in the fuck category.
0: It's exactly right. <laughs> it's exactly right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Experience, you know baby. Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> um, okay. I'm coming in with the serious stuff. Obviously, okay. John is just fooling around. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I see Okay, no, this is a good one. I, I actually want to hear this. Mm-hmm. What would you tell a sponsee who is struggling because none of their sponsees are staying sober?
0: Mm, tell them to go to 90 and 90 and to call them every day. Awesome. Just kidding. No.
2: <laughs> Get very involved in their life.
0: Yes. Call them every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell them to go find someone else. Nice. I, I wouldn't say to give up on them. I, I'm mm. not saying that, right? But you know, my sobriety is not contingent upon my sponsee sobriety Mm -hmm. or any men or women that I have a conversation with. It's just not. Um, Thank God. Right. Right. (laughs) Could you imagine? Um, My sobriety is contingent upon me working vigorously with other alcoholics. Mm -hmm. So I have to go do that. I have to take the lead on that. I don't wait for them to come to me.
1: Right. Awesome. Okay. I feel
0: like this is an A exam. Like, if I pass, do I get like?
1: There's no right or wrong. Right it's, just, back. it's literally just like we just want to know it's, more it's, about you. is
0: there though? Some of these isn't there.
1: No, really. So I always, I always get flustered and I laugh with the four, four and five or eight and nine thing because it's like I'm just genuinely interested in where recovered people sponsoring where they lose people, like where people go away now because to me you don't have a step 10 problem you have a step 1 problem like that's that's yeah. firmly what I believe given that as my baseline I lose people at step 9 like because mm-hmm. there's not really the way that you do step work at least with me or most people who I know there's not a lot of time between meeting yeah. me and getting to step 9 and then yeah. a lot of times what happens is they get to step nine and they've had this great experience in step five, six and seven where they're like, oh, I get this now. And they like understand. And then it's like, OK, cool. Now go start a men's and then we're going to get you in 10 and 11 immediately once you get a couple of men's going. And then they're just like, yeah, man, great see you never again bye yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just kind of like but you know
0: john it makes a lot of sense right so if if you were sponsoring me and right and we did four and five and then we took a break we paused Mm -hmm. and then we did nine let's say a few months from then right my ego is already like pumped up again and it's saying i'm good (laughs) (laughs) you're moving rapidly yeah right which i think that's how you you know you walk your responses through Mm -hmm. i think you would tell me to to move fast right so that i get to the the you know the ninth step faster and i get to that relief faster but
1: the reason it's so interesting to me to hear about that is because i think we'd all agree step nine is it's like where where the shit shit really happens right like, yeah. I activate six and seven by, like, going and doing nine. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to repair damage, see what I can do for people, and God is going to be over here doing all this stuff that's going to come to fruition in the 10-step promises. All the shit mm-hmm. that I have no business trying to manufacture in my life, and that I have no ability to manufacture in my life, God's going to do that while I go try to repair the shit that I've fucked up. But it's this insane tragedy that these people it's like i want i want gratification now i want satisfaction satisfaction now and i'm going to stop at the exact step where that's going to happen for me and it's like right so interesting to me because often that's i think where a lot of people just fall off you know either that or like they're just they do a never ending four step and then it's just bye bye you know and it's like I agree with you, though. This is a step one problem. I lost you at four, but this is a step one problem. You, If you thought that you were the person in this book, you would do the stuff in the book, you know?
0: That's also, I think, the danger of um, of having these newcomers, right, who haven't gotten to nine, sitting there listening to yeah. people who have actually not nine-step, it's scary. It's like, I don't want to do this, yeah. right? They haven't seen their part in their role in these resentments yet. They haven't done this more cleaning. When I did four and five, especially five, right? I wanted to clean up my right. I was excited about it, right? But I, I wanted to get rid of this so bad. Right. I, should, I wanted to do nine. Yeah. But if you don't have that experience, of course, it's like, I'm going to drag this out as long as possible. For sure. Okay,
1: so my final question, super mm-hmm. not controversial among re- recovered people at all. No one who's into the big book ever argues with anyone else about this. Twofold illness or threefold illness?
0: Depends which edition you have.
1: What is your take?
0: Depends which edition you have. It depends <laughs> how, if you're reading the book or not. I think to some people it's a onefold illness. Right. No.
1: so you don't have any
0: Fred <laughs> I don't like, she's like go Fred <sighs> she no. has no opinion Fred just staring at me
2: <laughs> I, you want to say something I, no no I have nothing to say
0: okay
2: usually people I think, will answer the I
0: question think you, I think yeah, you. <laughs> yeah read the book and, and you'll get an opinion <laughs> that's my answer okay all the answers right okay so so when you said you were afraid
1: that there are wrong and right answers the only wrong answer is not answering the question that's the only (laughs) one that's
0: fine with me (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you know when i I go to a meeting right and i say things like the topic is a sixth sense or the broad highway right Mm. people go (laughs) What do you mean by that? I don't want to answer on purpose, right? I mean, you should be picking up this book and looking for the the answer. It might do you some good, right? It might do you some good to actually pick up this big book we have, which is not that big, and actually look for the answer. If I'm giving you all the answers, man, that's the easier, softer way.
2: I got to tell you, this is not the Astrid H I expected to (laughs) be. No. (laughs) You know? This is, I mean, this is just a...
1: Fred, what is your final question for Astrid H?
2: Okay, final question, sorry. Uh, okay, um, if someone brand new asked you what to focus on outside of the steps, what would you say?
0: Outside of the steps? In what context? Just in general?
2: Well, you know, I mean, like, uh, what should I be doing? Like, I mean, you know, like Helping a brand people new.
0: move i hear that one a lot (laughs) i'm joking i'm kidding um i think it's helping others and not particularly by helping people move (laughs) i don't know it's hard for me to say outside of the steps i think the steps encompass my whole life i don't know Mm. what you mean by that yeah it's hard for me to answer i mean i think you should go make or go earn a living right gotta live somehow right but um, not, not that the steps directly touch that but they kind of do mm-hmm. you know I feel like the steps encompass my whole life I don't know how else to go about my day without seeking guidance so how do I go out with how, how do I answer that question
2: so maybe I should just do the steps
0: um, I, I hope so <laughs> yeah of course go do the steps <laughs> of course go do the steps and quickly do them quickly
1: awesome okay bonus question
0: yes
2: bonus question astrid h how do you define 13th stepping
0: are you talking about when people go and ask others out and whatnot
2: this is completely up to you 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 get to decide what's the definition of a 13th step
0: quite honestly it's not even the forefront of my mind i do not care call whatever you want i i go to meetings to share the message and and some meetings i go there to hear the message depending on who's at the meeting what whatever other steps are happening besides the first 12 (laughs) do not care about i'm here to help the newcomer
2: but you do recognize that there is a cultural understanding that people talk about in aa that is called the 13th step sure what does it mean to you? When you hear somebody say, if you're in a group of people talking, somebody says, oh, yeah, that guy's 13-stepping. What is it? What are you what pops into your brain?
0: Well, so I think the intention would be, right, that a person who's an Alcoholics Anonymous, whether they're recovered or not, I don't know. I'm going to argue they're not recovered, but <laughs> they're coming to meetings. And they're walking up to somebody who has less time or has less experience in the steps or they're just brand smacking you, and they're asking them out. But again, if I'm focused solely on, on that and what people are doing wrong, then I'm not focused on the solution. I try to walk up to that newcomer and help them. What the other individual is doing, 13-step and 14-step, I don't really care. <laughs> if I'm cog blocking, so be it. <laughs> this is not a sex club. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Great. Yeah. I think I'm that confident. answer that one hour is really important to me. That answer started with "I have no opinion" and ended with "This is not a sex club." <laughs> I don't care if I'm cock-blocking.
2: <laughs> I'm not here to cock-block anyone,
1: but this is not nope. a sex club.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's all right.
1: Awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you for doing yeah. this with us, Astrid thank H. Thank you both. Incredible, Astrid
2: H. Again, thank you. Incredible <laughs> to get to talk with if you. If
0: the real Astrid calls me, I'm coming for the both of you. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right now.
2: I can I can say with almost complete assurance that Astrid H does not listen to this podcast.
1: We'll never hear this. <laughs> that's what you think. Just in Thank case, though, both. we we will put your phone number in the show notes. So
0: okay, good. Right. In bold, please. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, go. I'll just read it right now. <laughs> Even better.
2: Astrid H does enjoy a good voice memo. Yeah, that's
0: right.
1: <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you doing this with us. This is awesome. Claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.